Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Friday, August 14th, 2020. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms, including a Star Wars holiday special, a major lawsuit against Apple, a new owner for W Magazine, again, plus a look at your weekend entertainment options in the FSS feed. And as it's Friday, we're back for a toast with our favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. And Netflix dropped the trailer for The Devil All the Time. That's their upcoming film with Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Jason Clark, Riley Keough, and a bunch of other folks. It's set in the mid-20th century in rural Ohio with, uh, let's just say, a lot of unsavory characters. That one hits Netflix on September 16th, and check out the trailer for yourself in the episode notes. Now over to Hollywood. HBO has wasted no time in lining up a murderer's row of acting talent for their adaptation of the Ta-Nehisi Coates stage show Between the World and Me, according to the trades. Angela Bassett, Joe Morgan, Courtney B. Vance, and Oprah Winfrey are just some of the names who have committed to the project, which adapts the 2018 performance of the show at the Apollo Theater to the TV format. Disney Plus announced a Lego Star Wars holiday special that will drop on November 17th, according to USA Today. It's a callback to an infamous 1978 special on CBS that George Lucas once talked about like it was a regrettable tattoo he once got on spring break, telling Maxim in 2002 that, quote, that's one of those things that happened and I just have to live with it. The new Lego special, which uh, sounds like it'll have some fun with the old special that featured people like B. Arthur and Harvey Corman, will take place in a time after the last movie, with Rey going across time to interact with Yoda, Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, in Lego form. Leo DiCaprio's production company, Appian Way, has signed a multi-year first-look film deal with Sony Pictures, according to Deadline. Huh. They, of course, recently signed a first-look TV and documentary deal with Apple TV, but I uh, guess they want to keep their film projects in movie theaters as much as possible. Daniel Kaluuya has signed on to star in a Netflix sci-fi movie project called The Upper World, according to the trades. It revolves around a man who can access a world where he can see both into the past and the future. Well, I've certainly had a few nights like that. Uh, Kaluuya will also be a producer on the movie. The New York Film Festival announced the 25 films selected for this year's festival and that they're going to expand the dates this year, starting on September 17th and going through October 11th. A link to the 25 films selected is, of course, in the episode notes. Comedy Central is moving their series The Other Two and Southside over to HBO Max for their second seasons, according to the trades. Aquafina's Nora from Queens will also stream on HBO Max, although upcoming season two episodes will still premiere on the Comedy Central cable channel, but will have HBO Max as its streaming home, which won't be confusing at all. Speaking of HBO Max, they're making their sexual assault documentary that revolves around Russell Simmons called On the Record, available for free streaming via their website and on their YouTube and Twitter accounts, according to trades. HBO Max also felt the need to put a three-minute intro before blazing saddles on the service from Turner Classic Movies host and University of Chicago professor Jacqueline Stewart, informing people that the movie is a spoof on westerns and explaining that the racist language and attitudes in the film, set in the late 19th century United States, is only delivered by bigoted characters and that the main characters, played by Cleavon Little and Gene Wilder, are the enlightened characters. Ah, uh, now I get it. The link to the statement is in the show notes, although there was no statement from director Mel Brooks included. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With the new sale of W Magazine, a final look at the losses in the cable TV subscriber universe from April to June, 
Uh, well, a bunch of news involving Apple and their streaming services, plus a look at your weekend entertainment options. And of course, today's pop quiz. Blazing Saddles was a huge hit for Warner Brothers back in 1974, but just how much did it make at the box office adjusted for inflation? I'll give you an over under of uh, $400 million on this one. The answer after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. That sound, of course, is the return of my Friday morning podcast beer. Going with their Run Wild IPA today, which uh, just has 70 calories and a really amazing juicy hop character. I mean, juice in the morning, it's appropriate. And that's one of the best things about athletic brews is that they're appropriate anywhere. You can have them any time of day and uh, drink them wherever you want, right after a run or after a hike, or it's also just the perfect drink to go with lunch. A nice, crisp, refreshing golden ale is my personal favorite, but uh, they also make lagers, gozes, coffee stouts, and of course the IPA. Plus, they ship to all 50 states. So go to athleticbrewing.com shop, and you get the free shipping when you order just two six-packs or more. Any two six-packs will do. Whatever catches your eye, that's athleticbrewing.com shop. The direct link is one click away right in the episode show notes. And now the answer to today's pop quiz... Blazing Saddles took in a whopping $120 million at the U.S. box office in 1974, where it had no disclaimer before audiences watched it. However, if the film was released this year in an alternate universe, uh, it would have earned $630 million at the U.S. box office alone, off of a budget that would have been $14 million, which is really just pocket change in Hollywood. Is anybody got a dime? Somebody's got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Apple and Google both made a bold choice yesterday, banning one of the world's most popular video game apps, Fortnite, from their app stores. It all started when Fortnite installed an in-app payment system, whereby users would get a 20% discount on the game's virtual currency if they bought it in the app which would thus cut out the 30% of revenue that Apple and Google would have derived from said payments, according to Variety. Which can be a nice chunk of change, considering Fortnite has 350 million registered players worldwide. Fortnite parent company Epic Games, which is 40% owned by Chinese conglomerate Tencent, is now suing Apple and potentially Google on an antitrust basis, pointing out that other apps such as Amazon, Fandango, Best Buy, and Uber do not have to pay that 30% VIG on their revenues to Apple or Google for payments made in their apps. As you may have seen on the interwebs yesterday, uh, Fortnite also put out a parody TV ad of Apple's iconic 1984 Super Bowl ad that implies that Apple has become Big Brother. Hashtag 2020. Also at the Apple, Bloomberg reports that they're going to launch a group subscription product called Apple One, possibly as soon as October. It's going to give you discounts if you sign up for multiple services like, say, Apple Music and Apple TV Plus, as well as services like Apple Arcade and News Plus. They also reported that Apple is developing a subscription-based virtual fitness class app, though no timeline on that one. I'm sorry, did you say something, Peloton? And Bloomberg's apparent wiretap into the Apple offices also revealed that Apple plans to introduce a huge discount for Apple TV Plus subscribers if they buy both CBS All Access and Showtime together. The discounted price would reportedly be 10 bucks a month for both of them, which would be $11 a month cheaper than if you bought them separately. Although that deal does not bode well for the cable TV business, who also got more bad news this month, 
As a research group study cited by Next TV reported that the TV bundle universe lost 1.6 million subscribers in the second quarter alone. That includes subscriber losses across all cable and satellite TV companies, as well as streaming bundles like Sling and AT&T TV. The cable TV bundle has lost over 1 million customers every three months for the past year and a half. And in the world of magazines, uh, Meredith announced that revenues were down 22% from April to June, giving a pretty good snapshot into the extent of damage done to the magazine business by the coronavirus. But they are seeing a return of ad money as the summer goes on, according to WWD. And also in the magazine world, the New York Times reports that W Magazine has a new owner, or I guess we call this an ownership. Uh, the magazine, which has a circulation of 450000 will now partially be owned by Bustle and a group of private investors like movie producer Jason Blum, models Kaya Gerber and Carly Kloss, and race car driver Lewis Hamilton. W Magazine editor Sarah Moonvez said they expect to print six editions over the next year. <laughs> And now, a look at the new entertainment options to enjoy in the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ahead in the FSS feed. Apple TV Plus drops the first three episodes of the new comedy series Ted Lasso, where Jason Sudeikis plays an American football coach who is hired to coach a British football, or, well, soccer team. Additional episodes will drop on a weekly basis after that. And Apple TV Plus also drops the Sundance winner of the Grand Jury Prize for Best Documentary, Boys State, as well. Over at the Netflix, they have Project Power, a movie about a magic pill that gives you a TBD superpower for five minutes. Although when you have the magnetism of Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who needs a pill? And over on the TV... It's the end of the regular season today for the NBA. That was fast. Uh, So get ready for a lot of playoff games next week. Otherwise, it's all about Sunday night as Showtime brings back their weekly series, The Circus, at 8 p.m., looking back at the week in politics that was. But the bigger event is the launch of the well-reviewed Lovecraft Country over on HBO at 9 p.m. on Sunday night. In the Goodreads category, the New York Times profiled what it looks like for a major Hollywood movie that's already gone back into production in England, that movie being Jurassic World Dominion. There's probably a comment about dinosaurs getting COVID tests here, but uh, I'm going to pass. And the Times also had a good read from two of their reporters, one a TikTok expert and one a TikTok neophyte, comparing the app to the newly launched Instagram Reels, which uh, wasn't so great for Reels. But it is a great dive into why that is uh, for both newbies and TikTok pros. Links to both articles are in the episode notes. And a kudos to Sony Pictures. They announced a weekend drive-in movie theater screening series on the Sony lot that begins tonight for the next 12 weeks, and they sold it out within 24 hours. And as one of the movies in the lineup is The Karate Kid, uh, well, this song seemed appropriate. If you would, uh, help a brother out and uh, email a link to the podcast to your colleagues, or at least the ones you like, or maybe even post it out to the company Slack. Any help in spreading word about the podcast is very much appreciated. If we ever meet, the first beer is on me, but uh, you're buying the shots. Have a good weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. You're the-